Hello there, and welcome to an extra special bonus episode of everybody's favourite new podcast, Production Wise. I'm James, one of your hosts. I'm with Graham, the other host. Hello there, Graham. How are you? Hello. I'm good, thanks. How are you doing? I'm very good. I'm very excited because today is the day that people of the world are actually hearing our fabled podcast for the first time, one that we've been working on for quite some time behind the scenes. Um, and this is, you know, this is a, a fabulous occasion for all of us. But also, you might be thinking, if you're listening to this, I hope you've listened to the actual episode on which we, in which we talk about the wonderful work of the marvellous producer Terry Date. But you might be thinking, who the bloody hell are these people? And I think, I don't know about you, Graham, but I think that's a fair question. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. And also, what are these bloody people think they're bloody doing and i might say to you you want to clean up your language a little bit it's not that extreme but you could do with curbing it just keep an eye on it but i would also say that's a pretty legitimate question um so production wise is something we've been working on for quite some time um myself and graham and our and our good friend marco um and i think what we're really trying to do is um is figure out, well, I, I don't know about you, Graham, but for me, this really is a way to discover new music. Is that, is that the same for you? Yeah, and to celebrate producers, you know, outright. I want to celebrate them um, like a national holiday. Um, and I kind of, the music producers are, it, that's what's bringing us to all this music. So we're, we're, kind, of, we're kind of looking at a music producer's discography listening to the whole thing um or at least graham is now listening to the whole thing he wasn't at the beginning but he's learned his lesson <laughs> i think um and saying okay this one person met all these artists recorded all the sounds on it in most cases um and they are what makes it sound the way it does for the most part um we're trying to see what unifies all of these seemingly quite disparate albums and artists um you know it's one thing to say oh this is typical sound by this producer but what we really want to do is listen to everything and ask ourselves kind of what okay what what did that all have in common does is there anything that unifies it is there anything where you can say that is the definitive so-and-so sound um i suppose this project came about because we wanted to try and put together some really good playlists that communicated a producer's sound. I think we both realised pretty quickly, Graham, that you can't do that unless you listen to all of their music. Um, and kind of what is the point of listening to 40 albums if all you're going to get out of it is a, is a playlist? You know, it's kind of the effort doesn't really justify the results. So naturally, this has led to us digging into all of these albums and discussing them in quite a bit of detail. Um, now, we've chosen producers as our method and medium and our mode of travel through music. Are you a technical person, Graham? Are you a producer? I'm not, no. I didn't think so. I knew that about you somehow. You give off that vibe. Um, I'm not a technical person or a producer either. We're both civilians, aren't we, really, Graham? 
Yeah, I mean, for the sake of the podcast, you do know me. I know you. Um, <laughs> but, you know, for the sake of the podcast, Graham, I could just have a chat with you about this stuff. We needn't record it at all. Um, the reason I'm asking these questions, as you may know, is that we have, hopefully, a, an audience listening. Um, and I just wonder, you know, I just, I just want to make it clear that we are, we are but men. Are we not? Yeah, yeah. We're just, we're just, we're just Joe Schmoes. Um, we just happen to, uh, we just happen to be helplessly opinionated um, and rather passionate about, well, at least I'm rather passionate about listening to music. I don't want to cast aspersions on you, Graham. I don't know if you do have an interest in listening to music. I'm, I'm definitely present. That's what I am. He's here. Yes, he's here. <laughs> he's responding to the things that I say. Um, and I can see, I can see Graham there blinking and moving his face. So we know that he's present at least. Um, now it's, it's my hope that you would get to know us through listening to our podcast. Um, I think we're going to touch on enough stuff over the course of this series that, um, you're going to get a good impression about what we like, what we don't like, what we know, what we don't know. Um, but I thought it might be a nice idea, Graham, if we could confront some of the key points head on um, and try and pull some information out of my good friend Graham um, by going through a little quiz. It's a little music quiz. I knew that on, there, on the internet somewhere there'd be someone who'd put together a big selection of questions that are going to try and profile you as a music listener and try and see what kind of what kind of musicy person you might be. Did you ever do these MySpace quiz backs in the uh, back in the day, or live journal quizzes? Yeah, and I think it sort of progressed into BuzzFeed quizzes. I do a lot of BuzzFeed quizzes now. Of course, of course. I've never. I don't think I've ever really been on BuzzFeed. I miss those days of everybody sharing little lists. Um, but this is from a WordPress site called My old pad no is it i don't know who this is from uh, i will try and find <laughs> i'll try and find out and give them credit because they wrote these questions presumably but i'm going to pose these questions at graham we're going to learn a little bit about him i'm also going to answer the questions myself but cleverly i'm going to do it after graham has answered the questions <laughs> i've asked because it will give me time to think of better answers than he's going to give um so graham the first question is i know you're not listening to anything right now but the question is what are you listening to right now so i suppose what was the last thing you were listening to um i've been listening to the avalanches a lot recently i kind of slept on their last two albums i'd only really heard their album um was it since i left you or yeah whatever it was when we were like kids you know like yeah years and years ago um so i didn't realize they've released wildflower and we will always love you a couple of years ago uh for the first one and we'll always love you i think it was last year and they're really good right. they're really good albums i didn't listen to i've i didn't know they'd release a third album i remember being really excited about the second one coming out um and then didn't really go to it i don't know why i think i think the the singles were quite a bit poppier than i thought they were going to be I mean, because but, but when 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 they when they first came out, they were real like sample heavy turntablist, um, 
And I think it was a bit of a surprise to see them come through with songs. Um, are they worth? Are they worth? Are they worth checking out? Both of them. Yeah, definitely. Um, they're still sample heavy, but they're maybe a bit less abstract. Okay. Okay. All right. No, I might go back to them. Hey, James, what are you listening to right now? I can't remember. Um, <laughs> because I'm listening to stuff for this podcast and don't want to reveal who it is we're covering. Um, so it means that I can't quite remember the last thing I was listening to. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'll have a think. We'll see. Graham, what song makes you sad? Um, there's a song by Mitski. Generally, any song by Mitski mm. uh, makes me sad. Um, and not in a bad way. I think it's good to feel sad sometimes. Mm. Uh, but First Love, Late Spring, that's real. First Love, Late Spring. Yeah, it's like a heart, heart tugger. Um, or all of her album, Be the Cowboy. Just the whole album. I still haven't given that, given that a listen. I know that was a big album when it came out a few years ago. Um, I need to go to it. Because I, I remember you talking about it at the time. Um, I, 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 to be honest with you, Graham, I think after the last year of, of, um, of, uh, of shenanigans that we've all been enjoying, the, uh, a lot of music has been really making me, has been moving me quite a lot. It's been making me very emotional. Uh, and sometimes making me cry. We've spoken about uh, uh, me crying in the course of um, recording these podcasts, and it, I, I do struggle to cry, um, so I sort of shudder instead. But um, things have really been, been been setting me off. And actually listening, I was listening to, the because um, Daft Punk broke up recently, I was listening to Discovery, and I think just how sort of silly and exuberant that album is really touched me. You know what I mean? The, the, people making music for you to have fun to. Um, it's just so pleasantly frivolous. I find people being silly and frivolous quite moving these days. I don't know why. I suppose it's because we can't really have fun anymore. Um, so, yeah, the song Stronger, Harder, Faster, whatever it's called, uh, that, that, that made me tear up. Is that the first time that's ever happened, Graham? Shit. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> poor, poor guy. Um, what is the most annoying song in the whole world? For me personally, it's yeah. Take Me to Church by Hosea. Oh, fair enough. That is bloody annoying, yes. I just um, fucking hate it. Yeah, no, that's... Un- but he, you know what? He's such a nice bloke. Is he? Yeah, he was on Graham Norton. He was a very, very nice young man. But yeah, that is a bloody annoying song. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm sure he's a, a top, top guy. Um, and I can see that objectively it's a good song. It just annoys me. Sure, sure. No, that's understandable. Um, for me, it's that song, um, There's Just One Thing That's Got Me so do, 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 do. You know that song? By Amory? By Amory, yeah. What? That, you find that annoying? One one time by Amory? Yeah, I mean, like, <sighs> biblically annoying. <laughs> Come on now. That's just one of 2000 Pop's greatest hits, that is. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, uh, Hosier, that's been on lots of adverts. So, uh, that's, uh, <laughs> you know, um, I'm going to expand this next question slightly, Graham. It asks your, your all time favorite band. I would like to hear your all time favorite band, but I might like to hear the sort of peripheral favorite, you know, like who, who might be, who, who, who else might be in contention as well would be nice to know. 
Um, I think it changes every like 10 years. I have no idea what the answer to this question you're going to give will be. I, I have no idea who your favourite band is. I think based on the last 10 years, it's Beach House. Wow, okay. But up close is Tennis. Tennis? I've still never listened to Tennis. They're quite Marmite. They're a very Marmite band. Are they, are they like sort of synth indie pop kind of thing? They're, they're like twee, twee indie pop. They're like a husband yeah. and wife duo that go sailing and record records. In little um, Yeah, and I remember when they first came out and they were like, you should only listen to our music on vinyl and that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, but I love them. I love them. Okay. No, that's that's good to know. Um, yeah, I would like to... I would, maybe we'll ask Graham again in 10 years' time, see, see who his favourite band is. Um, my my, my favourite band is probably uh, Boards of Canada, Scottish... Uh, electronica duo, instrumental hip hop duo. I've loved them for for quite a while. Um, growing up, my favourite band was Tool. Um, but I mean, the, the the bands that really mean the most to me are people like um, Isis, Queens of the Stone Age, Cave In. Um, yeah, I, I mean. My, my taste in music is really I, I i i don't really get my taste in music um <laughs> basically I, but i but it's, I, I would say it's pretty influenced by the 2000s i'm very i'm a very 2000s person i think i was very shaped by the 2000s um what is your most recently discovered band even they don't even need to be a new band they could be an old band that you've gotten into recently but um, I think they're a new-ish band. They're called Sibling, but spelt with an X instead of an S. And I discovered them on TikTok. Sibling. I've never Shibling. been on TikTok. Yeah, you feel very old going on TikTok. You feel very, very old. Listener, are you seeing how different me and Graham are? We don't. We don't <laughs> even know how different we are from each other. We need to. We need to touch base again sometime um, soon. But yeah, they're they're a touch. synth. A synth pop band. They're cool. They're new. They've got a new EP out like yesterday. Shibling. Wow. I can't believe. I've not. I can't remember the last time anybody said, "Hey, there's a new EP out. Give it a listen." <laughs> that is really. I'm down with the kids. <laughs> That's very exciting. Um, I think I have. I, I I've been listening to um, Joni Mitchell. Um, for for one of the for what I've never listened to, to, to Joni Mitchell before, really. Uh, and for one of the episodes that we that you'll hear later on in the series, I I read an interview with the producer in question, and based on this, you can probably find out who a later episode is going to be based on. Um, they were asked about what their favourite Joni Mitchell album was, and they basically said any any period between this particular album and this particular album, Joni Mitchell Joni Mitchell was untouchable, and uh, they were. They were pretty spot on. The, Joni Mitchell in the seventies is is quite quite an awesome thing to behold. Quite incredible. Um, apropos here, Graham, what is your who's your favourite female vocalist, or what is your favourite female voice? Um, again, this changes like sort of decade on decade. I think mm. if you'd asked me 10 years ago, I would have said Fiona Apple 
or Bjork. Mm-hmm. Um, but currently, it's a toss-up between Zola Jesus and Molly Birch, who Molly Birch. are probably a complete different sides of the spectrum. Yeah, she's got a very husky voice. She sings like this. Wow, I can see why you why you like her music. That's <laughs> yeah. Um, the, uh, the the person who did this quiz actually said Bjork. Um, and I would probably say Bjork as well, but to, to to go a bit more contemporary, I would probably say Kristen Hater, Lingua Ignota, who who myself and Graham saw live at the end of twenty nineteen. Um, she just she, you know what it was? It was I was exp- when I first heard her album, when I saw her album cover, like she's got this very, she's got like a big tattoo across her chest. She's got this like prison tattoo across her chest, and her hair is all bleached. And she's like covered in gold and stuff. And I thought I thought she was going to be this really like druggy pop or something. But she actually comes through with this incredibly strong, deep, not like not husky, like uh, like your your friend Graham, but um, like, Gut, yeah, uh, very guttural. Well, yeah, she was she was she was squalling when we saw her live. But when she just sings, so there's nothing breathy about it. There's loads of strength behind her voice, which I was just really taken aback by. Um, her and Zola Jesus are contemporaries, and I have a feeling they're mates. You reckon they'd be buddies? Um, I think they are buddies. Like us? Uh, I've seen them like each other's tweets. Okay. I've seen them interact right. with each other. Okay. So uh, we're, we're almost on the same wavelength there. Yeah, yeah. You're Zola Jesus, I'm Linguig Motor. Yeah. Um, what is your best male voice? I don't really listen to a lot of male singers anymore. Not through, I guess there's there's some sort of choice in it, but I don't, I don't seek out to only listen to female singers. It's just that a lot of the music I listen to doesn't have many male vocalists. That's what you why. find yourself enjoying. Yeah, these days. Um, yeah. But I did think um, singer... Labby Sifri, he's like a, I think he's Trinidadian, a singer from like the 60s, 70s, 80s, uh, the past, um, guitarist. He's got a beautiful voice. Really? I've never, I've never heard of him. Got all sorts to dig into after this episode, Graham. <laughs> um, How about you? For me, I mean, it's, I suppose, fairly boringly, you know, I do love, I do love Maynard James Keenan. Do you love Tom York? Uh, I think the, probably the best musician I've ever seen perform live is Mike Patton. I kind of would always hear people talk about Mike Patton, and I quite like his music. But when I saw him live, and this was outdoors at Hyde Park, I, I just couldn't believe what he was doing kind of before my very eyes and ears. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's something to, to behold. Um, what do you listen to to hype yourself up, Graham? Um, sleigh bells. Oh yeah, the band, not the effect. You jingle some bells. <laughs> yeah, just get loads of sleigh bells and ring them around the house. Yes, uh, no, you no, listen I love... to the. It's like being. I mean, that's like being beaten up by cheerleaders. That that that. Band. Yeah, I love it. That is exactly it. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty hype. That stuff. Yeah. Um, me. Uh, I I I don't know. It's what 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 really gets me going. Probably, I always listen to Lone uh, or really really like 
hyper melodic technicolor electronica and stuff to hype me up um but metal metal always gets me going as well to be honest um and what about to calm down there's this artist electronic artist called yeji i don't know if you've heard her no no i think she's korean american and her music is like really calm beats it's somewhere between like chill out dance music it's it's just very good because she's good it does sound good um for me it's 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 probably uh probably boards of canada but i actually i do find their music very stimulating um (laughs) you know it's it's because because there's just so many so many kind of details to dig into and things to hear for the first time after you've heard the song a thousand times um but you know actually i i i used to find uh metal quite calming um bands like decapitated or the haunted or things like that when it's very overwhelming a very sort of crushing overwhelmingly heavy sound i find it sort of beats my brain into submission and puts me in quite a meditative state um but hey, that's my problem, isn't it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> who is your most hated band? Um, I think it's you two, um, and I feel that that's just because I haven't. I'm I'm not there yet. I'm sure at some point, through some process, I'll have to listen to a fair amount of you two albums. Who knows why? And I'm then happy. maybe I'll see the light. Yeah, who knows? Uh, but for now, uh, I think I just I just can't stand to you two. No, that's 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 absolutely fair enough, there, Graham. Um, my my uh, I used to just because I found the song so obnoxious, and it was the other song I was thinking of for most annoying song. Uh, She's so lovely by the by Scouting for Girls. Oh uh, uh, yeah, remember yeah. that song? I found that to be mm. very annoying. But calling them like a hated band. It's like I don't. I couldn't name another one of their songs. I really, really dislike uh, the Arctic Monkeys. Um, I just, I just think, really, uh, yeah. Oh. I've, ne- I've always, again, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll we'll dig into this more over the course of the um, of the podcast, listeners. But I've, you know, I, I've got a real prejudice against two thousands indie um, because it was it was quite a traumatizing thing to live through, and I just, I don't, I don't really understand how. The Arctic Monkeys have survived as the big, credible, massively successful band that they are. Same with the Killers. I, I, I'm just like, what, why them? I mean, they're just like, I, they, to me, they just sound like any old band. I think the Killers because they've been in the top ten in the UK for the past twenty years. Um, I think Mr. Brightside is eternally in the top forty. It's, it's just, yeah, it's, it's the new forever. Side of the moon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but do I hate them? No, I, I I do often think who is my least favorite band, and every now and again I do come up with a name, and I think I decided on one pretty solidly recently, but I I always forget, which means I must not hate them that much. I'm not we're not haters, are we? Are we, Graham? No, no, not really. Uh, what what is the? Uh, <laughs> oh oh, here's a good one. Have you ever been in a mosh pit? Uh, yeah, I've been in a few. I've been in a few of you. Uh, I remember a, a yeah particularly brutal one uh, when we saw a band next mm. to the Astoria and the Mean Fiddler. I think 
Mastodon were there. Oh. And we were seeing someone else. And there was definitely, you know, it was a bit... Uh, Raging Speedhorn, that was it. Raging Speedhorn was supporting... For, for Speedhorn? Yeah. And it was just, yeah, that was quite brutal. Nice. The one thing I remember about that gig, we're going back to 2005 for that gig at Mean Fiddler, Raging Speedhorn supporting Mastodon on the Leviathan album. Um, I remember Raging Speedhorn were drinking out of test tubes. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. <laughs> that was a really weird gig. And they had their new vocalist and it was all very yes. strange. Yeah, they kept going on about how they have a new, new vocalist. And they kept talking about um, uh, John Leslie as well. Um, do you play, can you play a musical instrument, Graham? Uh, no, I cannot. Are you in a band? I'm not, I'm not in a band, no. Okay, we can get out of the way. The same, same here. Um, we're going to get over some of these incredibly lame questions. We're burning through these, by the way. We're, we're, we're so close to being finished. Um, oh, here's a good one. What do you think of classical music? I wish I knew more about classical mm. music. I feel like I only know two composers. I know Dubassi because uh, he's in Twilight. And what? I know uh, Maya, Ma, Maha, Mala, Maha, that guy. Because everyone's just like, if you like metal, you'll like this guy. So I listened to that guy and I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd like to have more knowledge of classical music. Okay. And there's, there's a little question underneath that question here, Graham. It says, Graham, when you said Debassy, did you mean Debussy? Debussy. <laughs> um, I, I, I would like to know more about uh, classical music. Uh, it's, it's, um, it's so vast, you know, it's hard to know where to start, you know. Uh, what I need is someone to, to sort of welcome me into classical music. That would be a nice way to do it. I think really what would be nice is to go and see some live Um when when we when we can in the future. Uh, next question: What do you think of country music? I haven't found any that I like yet, but I also haven't looked that deeply into it. Same here. Um, and for some reason, the three the three uh, these must be the three most contentious genres. <laughs> uh, what do you think of death metal? I death metal doesn't really do much for me, but you know, uh, it's nice to hear it when you drag me along to a gig. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not. I'm. I'm probably. I, I. I don't like death metal as much as I might appear to. Um, I, I've got my handful of bands that I like, but you know, it's got to be really. It's got to really move me to to for me to get into it. I think really, I'm not into. I'm sure you're the same, Graham. I'm not really into genres. Um, I'm kind of also not really into bands or artists. I'm really into albums, so it will be a specific album will will appeal to me rather than like oh I like this so I listen, I like this sort of thing generally. That's not really the case with me. Um, but unfortunately, also my favourite death metal band, Decapitated, uh, they uh, I, I'm not going to be listening to them. L- look them up. I, I, I don't listen to them anymore. Um, and and you can find out why for yourself. Um, what was the last really really big band or artist that you saw live graham i think it was lizzo in brixton academy uh probably two years ago now wow i'm surprised she was playing brixton i thought she'd be somewhere bigger yeah yeah i think it was the album cycle for that first wow. album and um, that must have been amazing yeah 
It was it was pretty good. Pretty good. Um, the last very big artist I saw was probably Roger Waters in 2018. I don't think I saw any. I don't. I mean, that's probably the biggest show I've ever been to in Hyde Park. I can't think of anybody anywhere near the, that big that I've that I've seen since then. Um, do you listen to any music in foreign languages, Graham? Occasionally, I will listen to music uh, like Japanese music. I'm quite into city pop at the moment. That's like Japanese 80s. No, it's Japanese 80s music. Right. Sort of a genre in itself. Um, And occasionally I'll listen to a bit of French rap just because French rap is great. Sure. Yeah. People, people, uh, people always say that. Is is that true? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I have no idea. I mean, you kind of, I don't understand French, so you're definitely losing a big element. Uh, But it sounds like they're having a great time. People are always talking about how great and political French rap is. Yeah, it seems political to me, but that's because I can't understand anything they're saying. Yeah, yeah. Always best to assume. Um, do I listen to any music in, in, in foreign languages? Uh, yeah, uh, I think we, we're both Boris fans. They're they're Japanese metal band, rock band. Um I can't really think of much else. I think we'll also explore this further in the podcast, but I like I like music in languages I don't understand because I tend not to like lyrics. I think if I can understand lyrics very, very clearly, I, I tend to find them to be a bit stupid. Um, so you can kind of always assume the best. You know, you can always think the best of someone who's talking or, or singing in a, in a foreign language or a language you don't understand, um, whereas they might be you know, making really bad puns or something like that. Um, right, we're going to try, we're going to try and find some, some closing questions. Uh, what's the worst concert, concert moment you've had, Graham? Worst moment at a concert? Um, I remember seeing Moz Def at the Scala in Kentish Town many years ago. Hmm. And... He was just rubbish. He was rubbish. He was late. He kept um, like restarting the track each time because he wasn't happy with uh, how it was going. So each track he attempted three times uh, midway. By that point, I think he was about two hours late. So by that point, he the audience was you know booing a fair amount. Um, and then he was sort of went on like a rant. I was just like, this is not what I wanted. <laughs> I've never. I've never I really like your mother's death. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's a shame. I always knew there was something a bit funny about uh, uh, Steph and I couldn't quite remember what it was, but I think that was it, actually. I expect, for some reason, if, if ever I look on, you know, if I look on, say, Mostef's, uh, uh Wikipedia page, under personal life or controversy, I expect to see Graham went to a show of his. and was, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, mine, mine was probably, I saw Avenged Sevenfold, at the Astoria in a 2005 or six, and someone punched me in the face, and that was a, that was painful. And it wasn't like in a mosh pit way; it was in a in a like punching me in the face kind of way. Like you know, it could have happened anywhere. It needn't have been at a show, and it would have been very unpleasant. And um, also, when I saw Future of the Left at the Garage. Someone was really like had their shoulder, their hands on my shoulders, and was like hopping around behind me, and I was really like, "You need to stop doing that. It's time to stop doing that because I don't know you, and you're hopping around on me." 
And then he really went in... You know when people maybe at shows get a bit... Might have had too much to drink. A fight broke out before the band even came on. You know, I think the average age of a Future of the Left fan is like 35. Um, but it was a bit of an atmosphere there anyway. But he kind of came in close, you know, to, 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 to sort of, you know, maybe, maybe escalate things a little bit. But then Future of the Left started playing their best song. And we both just started hugging and jumping around. And that was quite nice. Um, that was really, that was really good. Um, if you were a musical instrument, Graham, what would you be? Oh, this, this is a fun quiz, isn't it? Uh, I'd be a French horn. Good. Um, I think I'm going to keep my answer to myself. Do you listen to the radio, Graham? Uh, no, not really. No, me neither. Why would you do that? Although I found a really good app the other day, shout out to uh, Radio Garden, uh, where you can tune into uh, quite a few radio stations across the world, all well, on your phone. Radio Garden. So that's getting... like, you know I, I have listened to a bit of radio on that. I've listened to a bit of radio from LA. Whoa, okay, okay, that's that's food for thought certainly. Um, do you or have you ever watched music TV? Um, I yeah, when I was growing up as a teenager, not not anymore. Well, back back then was just the golden age of of Kerrang, MTV Two, Scuzz, MTV Bass, even Q and the Box. We'd be watching. Um, so just you know, that was what life was all about. That's how that's how I at least found music. Um, that's the best way, for, the best thing for it. Have you ever met any famous musicians? Uh, no. But no, that's, that's, yeah, actually I have. I've met Mel C and I think Mel B as well. Where, and under what circumstances? Well, I worked at Gap Kids in Hampstead. Okay, they were, okay, that's, that's excellent. Um, I, uh, similar, similar sort of realm of fame, uh, when uh, the Blood Brothers were playing The Underworld, their singer, um, Jordan Bliley, Jordan Bliley or, or Johnny Whitney, one of the two of them, the taller one, was selling merch and I got him to sign my CD. I was very excited to meet him. Um, so that's pretty, pretty enviable. Okay, I'm going to see if I can find... One good one from the last ten. Um, do you have a favourite movie soundtrack? The soundtrack to Marie Antoinette by Sophia Coppola. Oh, I've, I've, I've not seen uh, Marie Antoinette. My mum don't think it for some reason. I don't know why. I don't think you'd like it. Really? I like. Uh, I like. Um, uh, lost in translation. I would imagine it's not very much like that. No, no. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I don't like music soundtracks. Um, uh, 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 movie soundtracks. Not my cup of tea. Um, oh, uh, what do your parents listen to, Graham? They, I'll give you two. Uh, my dad listens to the band America. And my mum listens to the artist Lord Kitchener from awesome. Trinidad, who is a soca artist. So that is where their worlds collide. Oh, right. Okay, okay. Um, 
My dad really likes The Carpenters, likes Elton John. Uh, the, ba- the song we always put on for him on the jukebox for the pub is Alone Again Naturally. I can't remember who that's by. Um, my mum probably has the best taste in music of anybody I know. Um, and I couldn't really even do justice to start sort of reeling off artists that she likes. Just anything my mum likes, I think is great. Um, and I think she's got like a real, she really does have taste in music. So, you know, there's, there's a type of music and it could be anything really that is going to draw her attention. Um, I really, really admire her taste in music. Um, and it's very broad. And she's also, she's not like us, Graham, or she's not like me. She also kind of keeps it to herself and she's quite modest about it. She doesn't broadcast it to the world. Um, uh, all, all right. Do you, uh, the, 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 uh, these last two questions, I'm going to ask one of them. Do you cook to music? Uh, sometimes, although I find it easier cooking to podcasts just because you can't always hear everything when you cook to music, especially yeah. when you start frying, you know. Yeah. Uh, God, tell me about it, Graham. Uh, uh, you're not you're not wrong there at all. Um, I probably I like to have stuff on that I can sing along to um, or like pretty nasty rap. So I like to listen to Danny Brown and things like that. Uh, I also like to listen to typo negative when I cook as well. Um, <laughs> but yeah, mainly, mainly it's, it's, it's podcasts um, like production wise, the amazing new podcast. Um I hope you feel like you may have gotten to know the hosts of um, of, of production-wise a little bit better now that you've had a little window into their musical tastes. Do you think? Do you think the listeners will feel that way, Graham? Yeah, yeah. I like asking Graham questions that are impossible to answer. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our little bonus podcast. I hope that you've um, that you've listened to our. Uh, our inaugural episode on the music of Terry Date. Um, there's a lot more to come. Graham, how can people stay in touch with us if they so wish? Send us a line um, on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us at ProductionWisePod. Um, and, you know, find us on Spotify. You know, have a look at those playlists. They're going to come up. Yeah. Every week, once we release an episode, we'll release the playlist as well. And uh, yeah, we've got lots in, in store for you. Yeah, the Terry Day playlist is up there now. And I'm telling you, that is a good playlist. That's a very good playlist. Um, lots to enjoy. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to us. Thank you, Graham, for taking the time to listen to me. And um, we'll see you very soon. We love you. Bye. Bye.